Hello everyone, I'm Joel Gould and welcome to the new edition of NRL.com's Pearls Preview Pod. We're coming to you from the QRL studios in Brisbane, as we always do, and I'm here with uh, Steve Renoff. Uh, how are you going, Steve? We're on the cusp of finals. I know. It's getting to that part at the pointy end of the season. Getting very excited, Joel. We're all excited about what's about to unfold because um, we still don't know the makeup of the, the top eight, which at this time of the year is, is a good thing. It, it just adds the excitement. Yeah, of... it does. I, I think this year, and you look at it as a whole, and um, you know, certain clubs obviously very, very disappointed, but on a whole, I think it's been a, a quite a good year, uh, keeping the crowds coming, um, keeping everyone excited about the game, and that's going to go right through now to to the grand final. Well, of course, Sunday there's a massive game at Leichhardt Oval between uh, West Tigers and Cronulla Sharks. Uh, the, the winner of that game will will play finals football. Uh, it looks like the Broncos are in finals footy. They yeah. play. Canterbury obviously on um, Saturday night if they if they lost that game there'd have to be a draw between West Tigers and and the Sharks for the Broncos to to be knocked out of the eight it's it's hard to imagine that's that happening probably not likely yeah not, not, likely. not, not likely and um you know look good on Brisbane I, I bet um obviously uh, we'll talk about them a bit later but um you know, how how well have West Tigers you know they done really this year and how they come through and they've done it you know uh, Maguire's done a really good job with them. Um, so, you know, you, I think all credit to them. Um, I'd just like to know, is there a chance uh, Robbie Farah's back? Or is that all? No, there, he's... Um, well, we're, we're doing this podcast uh, on Wednesday afternoon and uh, this morning he's he's had a run. Yes. He, so he's, he's running uh, with the team. I, I'm not sure what's going to unfold in the next few days remains yeah. to be seen but it looks like he's giving himself every opportunity to come back into the team and uh, we saw the the Tigers have, have Benji Marshall in it um, at hooker to start the game and then Rob uh, Josh Reynolds come on did a great job I thought. oh look can we just talk about Benji um, Josh Reynolds obviously did a great job when he come on but how good's Benji fire at the moment uh, he, he was brilliant last week um, I thought and um, you know, you got to give it to the Tigers. I've been very impressed with them. You know, they sort of trotted along and uh, really like their brand of footy. Well, he's playing some of the better football we've seen from him <laughs> in recent years. Obviously, yeah. he hasn't got the pace that he used to have, but he's got the still got the smarts. Oh, look, I, gee, I was impressed even. So we all know Benji for his uh, defence, but you know, just in those short areas of the game, he he was hunting down guys in in defence, you know what I mean? I thought, so he showed a little bit of desperation. At that age, and you've been doing it that long, you sort of go, oh, well, I'll leave that to someone else. But he was actually showing desperation. They're, the, they're like the little one percenters, you know, coaches talk about. And he, he had them going on the weekend. I was pretty impressed. It's great to see. I mean, you, you obviously paid tribute to a lot of the guys that are retiring at the end of the year in your column last week. He's um, not one of them. As far as we know, no. But um, he, whenever, he, if if he decided to pull the pin on this year, or if he keeps playing like this next year, he's he's going out on top of his game. Anyway, his twilight years are, are, are really good. There's no doubt about that. Okay, well we'll come to the West Tigers at Leichhardt Oval versus the Sharks shortly. But um, we've got a blockbuster here on Thursday night, Steve. Um, the Rabbitohs all but assured their spot in the top four. They're at ANZ Stadium up against the Roosters who are on a real roll and playing some really good footy. And they've named uh, Cooper Cronk and Boyd Cordner uh, in, in their mm-hmm. side to, to, to play. Um, so that's 
that's massive for them. Uh, the Rabbitohs have had two good wins over the Broncos and the Warriors. And just address, readdress, you know, righted the ship. I guess Wayne would be pretty impressed that they they came good just when he needed them to. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, this is this is what Wayne saw. This is his bread and butter, and we talked about in previous weeks about um, he's he's really adamant on. Uh, you might as well if you if you're not coming into the final series with you know with form, uh, winning games, you might as well not be there. Uh, to be honest, and he says more than likely you're going to be ousted the first week or whatever. Uh, you get beaten. So for him and his mind, and for the team's mind, um, he, he will they'll thrive on that through him. Uh, and this is where he wants them to be coming in to the final series. I mean, the game this weekend is obviously going to be, uh, you know, obviously a, a massive challenge. Um, you know, the local derby there between the two. Um, you know, it, it's a great way to end the season. But um, you know. Both coaches and both teams are going to try and get one up, and that, that'll be a mental thing they can carry through the finals, depending on who wins. I'll put this to you, Steve. I remember in 2006, um, Wayne um, came into the finals, and the, drag, the, the Broncos lost to the Dragons in the first week of the finals uh, on that occasion, but they were still able to proceed. And when I did a review, uh, sort of a flashback of the 2006 grand final where uh, Brisbane beat Melbourne, I spoke to Wayne about how that that year unfolded and how how he got that team to win that that grand final, the last one that the Broncos have won. And he said to me, um, he said the draw was kind to us. He said I knew we could beat Melbourne once, but we couldn't beat them twice. Hmm. So he 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 was happy he didn't play Melbourne early on in the final series and then have to meet him again in the grand final, for instance. So I think that's what he was getting at. Yes. He said I knew we had we could beat them once. And they lost to Melbourne about five rounds out of the just coming into the finals period, and it was put a, them out of the. It, well, it put it. It was a win that I know Wayne looked back at it, turned the season for them, even though they lost the game. I'm just going to ask you: Would he be happy here with a? I'm just it, it, to win the premiership. It, he's, the Souths are going to have to beat the Roosters at some point. Yes, you would think. So, would he be happy here with a, a good performance and a loss, rather to to, to get them when it counts? Oh, that, that's always a hard one. I mean, mm. in your own can mind... It, can they beat them twice, I guess I'm saying? Well, and that, that's the thing. I mean, if they have to, I mean, how do you, as a coach, how do you try and... In his own mind, he might be thinking about it. You can't portray that to the players, Oh, obviously. of course not. No, But, of, of but the not. thing is, it's just one of those things. I mean, that's, that's a hindsight thing um, you can look at. Um, mm. But for him... I, I, He's, he's super competitive. I think he'd be looking in the position you are in right at this moment in time. He'd be happy with a win because mentally he'll he'll gain something on him, um, and and that's where he'll take that into. And look, the players will be thinking the same thing. And um, I, I can't see you know Wayne. In, as I said, in hindsight, he could say that, but no, he'd be he'd be definitely wanting to win this with proviso that he'll have them prepped for if they happen to meet him again further down the track. Mm. Well, I think I do believe that South will have to beat the Roosters at yeah. some point. I can't see the ro- the Roosters going out in straight sets and um, yeah. m- and missing South in the finals. I really don't see that happening. They're building beautifully, aren't they? Uh, uh, Trell Mitchell's playing yeah. with real power. I love that try scored. I know it was from short range, but it just showed where his mind's at, I think. That oh. try scored against Penrith where he, he really took the line on hard, just ran straight into them and crashed through. Yeah, that was, look, that was it, a crash ball almost. Really. Yeah, exactly, and and that's what you want to see from him. And we we're used to him seeing him, you know, run fifty meters or whatever. And um, but it's good to see, you know, he, 
he's got that grit in him. He, he can fly, find the line that close out, you know, with a bit of determination. You want that attitude coming into this part of the season, and it seems like everything's lining up for the Roosters at the moment. It does, doesn't it? I do like, though, Cody Walker's form that we've seen yes. just recently, obviously in cahoots with um, with Damian Cook and, and Adam Reynolds, but Walker looks like he's got his mojo back that we saw at the start of the year. Well, I'm tipping the, the Roosters to win this game. Uh, <laughs> I... I I don't think it will bother Wayne if they do lose, mm. uh, as long as they play well. And what about yourself, Steve? Mate, I'll just I'll just go on where those two teams have have come from. I mean, talking in the last bit of the the season, I think the Roosters are going to be too good. I reckon they'll get away with this. Um, they they'll be much the same. They they'll just want to dominate um, from here on in. Mm. Well, they're building perfectly. It's it's like they've timed this run mm. to perfection into the to the back-to-back scenario that they're hoping to achieve. Okay, um, that's Thursday night. It's a great way to kick off the round. Uh, A a, a really good game on Friday night is the Eels hosting the Seagulls. This is the way it it stands. uh, The for and against is 24 points, the difference, I think it is. So if the the Eels win by 12, they, they, um, or more, they, they go into fifth. Uh, and if they win by less or Manly wins, they stay at Where sixth. So it's, it's a fifth-sixth swap yep. can happen here, but nothing else. Uh, Manly have got really no chance of getting into fourth spot unless they wallop Parramatta and South got walloped by Roosters. I can't see that happening. Parramatta would... I thought really good last week yeah, against the Broncos in patches, but there was a few things they did they probably wouldn't be happy with but it was great to see Blake Ferguson back uh, you love that try he scored yeah look he, in the sat- corner he probably should have got two because that wasn't a forward pass um, yeah that's right I mean to, um, to him from, from yeah no it's good to see him back obviously for, for the Eels and you know he's been out a while and that, he obviously <coughs> showed what, what he brings to that team um, in the game last week and um, you know as you, as you say it, Obviously, someone you know, there's a team they, they want to win. It doesn't mean too much to them either way. Uh, this game, uh, Manly without Trevojevic, Tommy, mm. um, so he's going to be sorely missed, I think. And look, you know, I, I think from my point of view, I, I think Parramatta, um, you know, they're going to be better for the run, um, and I'll, I'll definitely back them for this one. Yeah, well, that is a big blow for Manly with um, Tom Trevojevic yeah. now going in for having gone in for surgery on that injured. Uh, Peck that he suffered last week. Brendan Elliott slots uh, into the fullback role. Look, Manly's played half the season without him. Their strike rate with him was was very very good. It was better than without him. But there's a lot of grit in this team. I don't I don't write them off being no, able to win no. a couple of finals at the start of the final series. Their, their chances of going on a run and going deep into finals without him. Uh, you'd think that the odds are long that yeah, they would yeah, do get that. less and less, yeah. don't you? Oh yeah, oh yeah, they go go out. Yeah, definitely. I think so. He's such a you know such a uh, you know what he brings to that team is very very important. Um, and they they do they, as we said, we've seen when they're with Eddie, they miss him. Um, unfortunately, uh, they're not going to have him for the finals. So I, I think I think the same thing. But um, it possibly start this week. As I said, I'll, I'll back Parramatta. Um, with, without Tommy. Hmm. Okay, I'm backing uh, Parramatta as well at Bankwest Stadium. They've been 
They've been too yeah. good there, haven't they? This year, it's no. it's, a, it's like a bit a, of a fortress. It is a, it? it is a fortress, a bit like Cumberland used to be once for them in the day. So um, both those sides obviously coming off losses, mainly a big one to the Storm, who host the Cowboys on Friday night at Amy Park. They've rested a few of their key players. Uh, Josh had a car. Cameron Munster's injured. That brings Brody Croft in. So uh, Shandor Earl gets another crack on the wing. Um, the Cowboys have got Josh Maguire back from that suspension. I guess the Cowboys would like to finish off with a with an upset for the Storm. What do they get out of this game? Just want to get through it without I just getting w- anyone injured, don't they? Yeah, I think they just want to get through it. As you say, with no serious injury, I think they played their, their finale match last week. Um, and they, it, it's been a long season for them. Um, you know, there, there's a lot to look at from the Cowboys' point of view. Uh, but coming into this match, I don't think um, with a couple of players missing, um, Melbourne will suffer too much. Uh, as I said, as long as Smith's there and, and Bellamy's there, and um, there's nothing wrong with their replacements either. So, so for me, I think Melbourne, um, and it's at Amy Park, as you said, uh, you know, very hard to stop. I, I love Ryan Pappenheisen at, yeah. at fullback. How good's he been playing? He's he's seriously quick. Yeah, it's just uh, they keep coming up with him, don't they? <laughs> uh, so I, I don't know where, where uh, they get him from, but um, you know they, they do a good job. And um, as you say, Joel, uh, he, he's fleet of foot and uh, you know does a good job there. Well, he does. I, I think he's got speed that no other player in the game's got. I, I just watched him score that try the other night. Just just over that initial period, he, he seems to have some sort of speed afterburners on yeah. that I don't think anyone's got in the game. I, I'm not sure well, how, how quick. He, there, I'm not sure how quick he is, but I'm just talking about that explosiveness. Yeah. Once he sees a gap, he, he can get away from you so quickly. Yeah. He, he's devastating. And that's an advantage in this game, obviously. And um, can't coach it, can you? No, you can't coach speed. And uh, you know, like you got young Sherry. He, he's a bit like that from from Cronulla. He is good. Um, you know, he, he shows the same sort of speed. But but yeah, he he, he is a good player. Mm. Okay, they're, they're marching on the storm. storm. I'm tipping the storm. I don't see how you can do anything else but, really. Um, it looks like Brody Croft, he's back in this team. But yeah, I, good on him. I dare say that Craig's going to stick with uh, what he had there with Jerome Hughes and Cameron Munster in the halves. That seems to work so well. And, and having Pappenheisen at fullback, you just need him on the field from minute one to minute 80, I think, Yeah. rather than having him come off the bench, which he would have to do if, if Jerome Hughes went back there. So... Yeah, I think, I think it, it'll sti- stay it looks like he'll stick with, with Hughes and Munster in the final series. Yeah, yeah That's what it's looking like to me. Okay, well, Ricky's Raiders are now <laughs> secure in the top four, so they can also rest some of their um, big guns. Shans, Nickel, Klockstad, Rapana, uh, Soliola and Bateman all getting a bit of a spell ahead of this game against the disappointing Warriors. But, geez, they showed some fight to the Raiders. <laughs> They've done this twice now, away to Melbourne, back from 18. Yeah down from 12 at Shark Park in Paul Gallen's uh, farewell. That's that's pretty good character we're seeing well, well, from this. Well, it, well, it is, side. Joel, um, but Ricky would, doesn't, wouldn't want that at the start of the final series. Um, even though, yeah, we can sit here and go, yep, they, the, but you, you don't want to be there um, because it is a different kettle of fish when you, when you get there to the final. So, yep, showed great character and played some really good rugby league to, to get out of them. But I, I could imagine... Well, even as a team, as a player, but as a coach, um, he, he, he'd be very happy with what they did at, by the end of the game. But um, in the final series, you don't want to be given those starts and think you're just going to claw it back. 
because it just doesn't work that way. Well, it doesn't. No, I guess this might... I know he hasn't got his full team here, but this might be a test case uh, mm. scenario for the Raiders where the challenge is, well, I want to see you start this game yes. on fire. With, yeah, exactly. with the players that he puts out there. And that, that's the thing. I mean, even though that you know, they're dropping players, uh, you, know, you rest them for the start of the finals, I mean, you still want that team... Uh, to go out and show the, the Raiders spirit, you don't, you know. As I said, they they want to come out and start well, um, and you know, go on with the job. I think it's a big thing. I, I got to go back to Bateman. I know he's wrestling, but geez, he's a good player. I watched watched his last couple of games, and uh, we've talked about him all through the year. Um, just an amazing player. Um, he's not the biggest forward running around, I don't think, and he's got a bit of bit of strength in him and. He's mobile and he just seems to break tackles. He, you know, he had a great game. What I've noticed about him is he's very, like you said, he's very strong, and he's able to um, get momentum. But as he's doing that, he gets that final late offload away. Yeah. You can see they're trying to, to to grab him, but then he somehow manages to yeah. flip the ball out. He's he, a master at that. Yeah, he is, and, and they're they're well directed too. They're not they're not like speculators. Oh no, he knows exactly what he's doing, and, and that's the thing. They're the so when you got the other players like the the fullback and, and anyone who wants to run, they're, they're the players as an outside back you want to run off because you know ultimately somehow they'll get the ball to you and you're a chance and fine on the line. So as I said, I was very impressed with him last week and I just love the way he plays the game. Hmm. Okay, well, yeah, good point you make though about not coming back in finals. Like I don't remember your Broncos side. Look, you might correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I when I think of your grand final wins in particular... I don't remember you coming back from too many deficits. There no. might have been six points you were behind against Canterbury, Canterbury I think, at halftime yeah. uh, in 1998. And look, look, Joel, I'll be honest with you, and um, looking back over that game, we, we were quite happy with that because we didn't play that well in the first half of that 98 grand final. So we, we sort of knew at half time that we can go out and, and win it. Um, so, yeah, but it wasn't... And that was the reason being, it wasn't, great, it wasn't a great deficit. That was my point. It wasn't, was it? I, no. I can think of the Broncos coming back to beat Canterbury in a prelim final in 2006. That was a real comeback well, for the ages. But the funny, the funny you say that about comeback teams and, and make well that year, Canterbury did that. Was doing that every week leading in, you know, the last three weeks leading into the final series. They were winning games like that. Uh, you know, had le- leads against them and they were fighting their way back to win the games leading into that grand final in 1998. Yeah. Mm. Was yeah. that was that when they came from storming home to beat Parramatta? Yeah, I think yeah. Was that 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 year? There was a year. I well, didn't, they, they but did you can't. I guess the point you're making is you can't you can't keep doing it and doing it and doing it and expect to then do it in a big game no. in, in a grand final. No, we don't see it happen. No, you don't see it happen, and the coaches really they quickly jump on that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, rightly so. The last one I can really remember is 1999, probably when Melbourne. Uh, came back yes. to beat St George Illawarra. Yes, I was at that game. Yeah, I, I do remember that one. There, there, there are obviously others that uh, don't come to mind, but it's it's rare. Hmm. It seems like you, 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 the teams that you got to be you got to be even in the fight or, or leading. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so you, you're tipping obviously the Raiders even yes. with these guys out against the yeah. Warriors. They've been disappointing. But I feel for Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. Yeah, uh, he's had you know as good a year as he could have, but. Look, he hasn't been supported by enough of his teammates. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what they do there. I mean, because I, I think we'll find we, we a lot of people you know, who, like us, so-called experts, we, we seem to be having the same conversation at the end of every season about the Warriors. So it's going to be interesting. I'm not sure what they do. 
Well, wasn't it the case when the Broncos drew with the Warriors, they were on the same points? Yeah. It was, they were on the same competition points after that night, I believe, or there wasn't, wasn't much yeah, it wasn't in it. it. Yeah. There's hardly anything in it. And we've seen the Warriors time, time and time again. I know they didn't do this last year that when they made the finals, but time and time again we see them really in good position coming out of origin and into, like in position to in the eight and then slipping right out of it with the back yeah. end to, to, to forget. It just seems to be a habit they're getting into, yeah. which is disappointing. It is disappointing. For their fans in particular. Yes, well, I'm, I'm definitely tipping the Raiders to win that game. Uh, now, Saturday night, uh, Steve, um, the Broncos hot off that win over Parramatta up against the Bulldogs, who a narrow lot lost to um, the North Queensland Cowboys. I guess the Cowboys, are, uh, sorry, the, the Bulldogs will be looking to finish the season on a high, and, and their, their last two months have been outstanding, there's no doubt. Uh, the Broncos, again, on the back of some brilliant football by David Fafita. I mean, we, we spoke about him the week before against Souths, and uh, he wasn't able to win that game on his, on his own. Uh, it's the plays he come up with in this uh, game against the Eels. Have you seen a, a player like him for no. the Broncos since? Who's he remind you? He's a bit. He's know. got a bit of talus in him, hasn't he? In one regard, but, oh, he's, I, I, but he's got a bit yeah. of more ball. He's got. Yeah. He's got feet. He's, he's got, got feet. He's just. A, he's just very good on his feet. He's got. He's got great instinct hmm. um, with, with the footy, with book footy in hand, and uh, and then that, that comes with his footwork, and it's just amazing. He's so mobile. Um, hmm. So he's a, you know, he say he's like a fleet-footed centre playing in, you know, a forward's body, to be honest. And he, he's just amazing what he does. And 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 we've got to keep remembering too. He's only twenty, if he's twenty yet. Nineteen. He's still nineteen. Still nineteen. I mean, it's just amazing what he's doing. He's matured so much, you know, this year. Um, you know, and obviously Origin would have helped him along with that. Uh, you know, getting in that realm. So. It, just amazing player. I mean, not, it's not that long ago, and this is where the Broncos are going to be so dangerous. I mean, at the moment, we're not even talking about Haas. We're talking about Dave Vita, but Payne Haas is still there. Hmm. That just makes it a lethal pack. Um, then you've got them followed up you know, by um, you know, Lodge, who, who just does his job week in, week out. Matty Gillette had a, a good game. I thought you know, he's, he's starting to find his find his mojo again I'm really excited for this Ford pack I, I think if they don't do I don't want to go ahead and talk about the finals because um, if they don't do what they did last year in that finals against St George and the that Ford pack go missing in action which they did uh, to lose that semi last year uh, against the Saints I think it was the Saints so I think yeah. um, that's what they can't do but this Ford pack is second to none to be honest uh, on their night Mm, it oh. is, and when I said Fafita is a bit like Tal, so it's been in his strength. I know, yeah. I know they're totally different players, yeah. and, and and Gordon's you know a different kind of a character yeah. too to Dave Fafita, but I just just his strength, just yeah. incredible. Like I don't know how you stop him. It's, no. not, it's not like he's running through holes, although he has got feet and and gets himself in a really good position. It's a break tackles yeah. to break tackles, but the way he just shoves blokes out of the way. <laughs> he's, a mate. He's, he's a unit. He's a unit. How do you stop a bloke like that? He's still playing schoolboys footy. <laughs> <laughs> he plays with such a joy to vive, doesn't he? That, he does. That real, he uh, does, mate. And that's yeah. the thing. That's what I love about him. You know, he's just a he's just a good lad. He's not a big head. He just goes out there and plays it because that's what he does, and he enjoys it. Hmm. Darius Boyd had his best game at five eight last week. Yeah. He was outstanding. Yeah, good try, uh, line break, uh, looked dangerous, led the team extremely well. well. It's good, and you know he, he probably need to show that, especially coming into this 
part of the year and you know, he's been getting hammered. I mean, that, and we're taught that. And the best thing you do when you're getting hammered either by media or by the public is just go out there because it, they soon shut up when you have a good game. Mm. Well, he's handled himself extremely <laughs> yes, well, I think. Yeah. It's, it's a real he's a master. He's a master and he was taught by the master. <laughs> well, who are you tipping here, Steve? I mean, the Broncos don't, don't want to be sitting there on Sunday no. biting their nails, no, worried about a golden point draw. No, but I, I think Brisbane. Um, you know, they'll, they'll want to be showing the form. Look, but you got to once again. We talked a lot about Brisbane there, but I've been very impressed, and same as you, with Canterbury. Um, my tune with Canterbury, especially the second half of the season, been totally different to. I thought I hammered them a bit last year, and um, but you know they they played some really good rugby league, but I can't see them beating the Brisbane Broncos. There's a lot to play for for Brisbane. They want to go into the final series with yeah. a, with a win and exactly. with some form. They don't want to get they don't want to regress at this at this stage. No. They don't want to get into any bad habits. Okay, um, Saturday uh, the graveyard shift. I suppose you'd call this 7:30 on Saturday oh. night. It's the Titans hosting the Dragons. Uh, well, the, these these two sides have had dismal years. Uh, the Dragons are very disappointing to me, and what's what's disappointed me more than anything is I think I think the the players oh. are trying. I think there's a lot of talent in this team, but they can't play as a team, and it's still it's very frustrating to watch. They just don't seem to to gel. They're almost like they're strangers out there. Yeah, it's it's quite baffling for me to uh, looking on watching it because there's so many good players in the side, but they don't play like a side. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's funny you say that. I mean, we, we had a conversation about this, and I um, mean, you, you, but you don't you don't want to point the finger. There, there's there's probably you can look at two two parts of the spine there. Um, you look at the halfback and you look at the fullback that was originally there um, I, I, we chatted about this about um, they're, they're great individual players that struggle a bit to play in a team and you know we, we, we talked about it and you know, Corey Norman he came to there and said it was going to be a great player but Corey's sometimes a bit about Corey and Ben Hunt can very much be like that as well um, you know they're important they're integral parts and positions of the team and you don't blame, they're not to blame outright because I look at that forward pack and go, oh my God, like, you know, probably they've underperformed a bit too. Um, you know, they've got some origin forwards there and some really mobile forwards. So it's just been a funny year for them. I, I just, yeah, don't know what's happened. Um, but yeah, they've been in all sorts. Mm. Well, uh, do you think Paul McGregor will survive finishing 15th? Well, he's no, had a two year no, extension. No, I, I, I watched a bit the other night and I think no. And the reason why I say that, and um, I've got the ultimate respect for Mary, is, I mean, it's not warranted for a start, but um, he got, I think they got, he got given support, you know, and the other support, I've got su- he's got the support of the board, never a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and history will show that, Joel. <laughs> it's true, it is true, isn't it? Like, I'm not sure how much credit he's got in the bank. That's the other no, thing. Look, not, last, year was a, a last year was a final se- a series, but before that it was disappointing. Mm-hmm. And to finish 15th when you're coaching the Red V, you know, I, I, don't, think, I don't think there's a way back from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's been other issues at play here off the field and there's been injuries as well. well Joel, but when, you, when you're coaching the Red V and you come 15th and you've got that team... It's it's very hard. Is this to the worst position for a long, long while? Finish. 
Well, St. Ever? George Illawarra is not finished with a wooden spoon. So it is, yeah. It's yeah. It, it's as bad as it's been. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, not good. <laughs> that's not good. No, no, no. no. Yeah, so you got to feel for Marion. But that, that's the way the game is these days. And But that's the club, what that club expects. You know, they, they deservedly so want better than that. Mm, exactly. Well, the Gold Coast Titans have got one last chance just to uh, have a win for their uh, long-suffering coach who's um, taken over from um, Garth Brennan. And he's off to East Tigers next, East Tigers, next, yeah, next year. So um, this is what do you reckon? <laughs> opportunity for the Titans maybe to get a win over struggling Dragons. Yeah, I, look, I, there's... Don't count that out. I, you know, I'm going to go out there and limit. I'm going to say the Titans will want to finish and they'll have a win um, down here at Seabus. Mm, okay. I, I can't, <laughs> okay. I can't tip. I can't tip the Titans. <laughs> I'd like to tip them, and uh, we've both had. I wouldn't say egg on our face, but we both predicted better times for the Titans at the start yes, of the did. year. We oh. thought that there was a good things coming, but there, there wasn't. I thought, I thought they were going to finish eighth. I think. Yes, so did I. It's embarrassing when we look back at it. But I'll tell you, they've had some real issues in defence of late. Uh, poor old Callum Watkins. He's a look. He was a very good England international. Uh, yeah. And 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 played extremely well in the World Cup. But he he had some real defensive problems last week. I don't know what was happening there. He looked like he was stuck in the ground as he was trying to chase uh, that that long range try. Newcastle scored oh, on the it back. Quick, it was quicksand there. It looked like quicksand. Yeah. Look, I don't think he can be fully fit. So no. I'm sure there's better better times ahead for Callum Watkins because he's he's been dropped from this team I guess after that um, defensive yeah you know well, but the, the, look he's not Robinson Crusoe when it comes no. to the Titans and being dropped or not playing a great game this year yeah that, so that, it'd be unfair to target it's him. funny how that finishes off but I mean, obvi- out. obviously it means that's where they finished in their attitude not well, it does come back to the players' attitude that. It's nearly they go out there as 15, 16 on even Stevens, these two teams, I'll be honest with you. Um, and you look at the two teams on paper and you would think totally opposite. Um, but I, I think uh, the the battle of the wooden spooners, um, I think it's going to go to the Titans. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the Titans get the wooden spoons. They get the wooden spoon. No matter what, because the, the <laughs> Dragons know. can't, uh, unless they lost points. There's no way. That, there's no way that. They, I know. It's not a battle for the. I, spoon. I shouldn't know. I should have. Shouldn't have incorporated them into the bottom spoon. Oh, I wouldn't have picked up on it if it wasn't the Dragons. So. <laughs> That's right. You're <laughs> no, I'm tipping the Dragons to win and give um, area a, a, a win. Yeah. To, for the end of the season, that's for sure. Give them a win to say goodbye. You think that's what it'll be? I think it might be. <laughs> well, we'll just start, wait, wait and see what happens there. West Tigers, Tigers, West Tigers up against the Sharks at Leichhardt Oval on Sunday. Wow, what a game this is going to be! There's a lot of uh, speculation and interest, of course, about whether Robbie Farrow can come back from that fresh tibia. He's given himself every chance. He's got a Moses Mbai, his hip flexor. He's um, also been named in the in the list of reserves with with Robbie Farrow. Uh, Sean John- Johnson's back. Sasai uh, Fecky's back. Uh, and Matt Moylan um, is also there. So this, this, game. Is, this is going to be a cracker, isn't it? You know, I, I think there's still that question around do you risk, even if Robbie does pass a, a test, you know, how long has it been since he broke that leg? Not long. Not long, two weeks or whatever it is. It's a bit longer than that. Yeah, yeah it's but a bit it's... 
still a risk. Uh, I, they didn't play that bad. They played pretty pretty good last week. I, I think they got enough to beat Cronulla. Um, and if if they can bring him back this close, you'd probably, you know, I would try the dice and just go, look, hold him back. We can win this without him. Then we'll bring him back. Just give him that extra week. Yeah, that sounds logical. It sounds sounds more likely, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, but we just have to wait and see how the week un- unfolds for him. Sorry, uh, Matt Mullen's not not been named as such. He's in, he's been listed in the reserves. I'm not quite sure at this stage in this stage of the week whether he's going to be able to make it. Uh, of course, the loser of this team is out of the finals. Mm. Uh, if it's Cronulla, it will be the most extraordinary miss of a final series that I can remember, where a team. I believe they would be up as high as third if 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 NRL games were decided by tries alone. Yeah, what about that? Their goal kicking has been that poor. Yep. So and once again last week they they scored three tries and couldn't kick a a, a goal. You, you'd like to think that would be addressed somehow. You know, sometimes. I mean, you keep an eye on them stats during the season as well, and I mean, you didn't you don't really need to keep an eye on the stats. You just look at what you see. And I can I remember them talk this being talked about, you know, mid season about their goal kicking. Um, but didn't just didn't seem to be addressed. Well Sean uh, Sean Johnson spoke about the need for a goal kicking coach. I, I think he had Well they don't have one. I think no, I don't think they did at that time anyway. Uh Daryl Halligan he said it helped him in yeah. the past. Uh, yeah. and, and who better? Well there's plenty around. Um you know, I'm sure Hazamel Malzery still hangs around Sydney, you know. Guys like that, you just bring them on board and um yeah, we're in the goal kicking, you know. So it, it just it just bamboozled me that this day and age it's nearly like they've forgotten about something. Mm. <laughs> well, the Cronulla Sharks have had some good goal kickers over the years. I mean, Matt Rogers. I mean, I know he lives on the Gold the Gold Coast, but yeah. he he um he, he was a good goal kicker. I'm sure his strike rate was, was yeah. pretty pretty handy. I know he he kicked with his his left foot kicker left was foot, yeah. left foot kicker. So maybe uh, that, that that's a little bit different. But the the process and oh, the, no, the principles are very much the same. The, would be the same. It's it's been a real concern. If, if they lose this final on goal kicking, uh, oh. lose this final round game on goal kicks, uh, it, it it would well, say, it really would be a tragedy for, for for Paul Gallon um, yeah. to to have to go out in a team that deserved to play finals football but just couldn't yeah. couldn't kick the goals. Yeah, it's amazing. I, yeah, it's it's a it's a stat that I saw the other day. I was just amazed by. It. But no. as you said, it's been talked about all year. Mm. I've never seen it before. No, uh, in in watching rugby league, never yeah. never seen anything quite like this yeah. when it comes to a team being so so much better than the opposition when it comes to scoring tries, but so much worse. Yeah, well, he's got to make to sure they they score them all under the post. Well, yeah, usually that see, might not be guaranteed. You usually see it in the odd game, something like that, but not as not as a nah. continual. Um, but in saying all that, Joel. System. I'm going to back Cronulla. Hey. Yeah, I, I, I just think um, this type of footy coming into this, I mean, this is do or die. I think they probably got the the edge over um, the Tigers in, in this space. I know the Tigers have been going well, and uh, but I just think if it gets down to the grind, Cronulla will get over top of them. Well, it's like you said with the Titans and the Dragons. If you looked at these two teams on paper and and you look at the experience, the finals experience of this uh, Cronulla team, the ability, you look at guys like Gallen, Graham, uh, Pryor, Woods, Johnson, uh, Townsend, they, they've all... I mean, Johnson hasn't played that many finals, I suppose, at the Warriors, but... He's just a great but caliber player. But he has played them going back, you know, he's played in the grand final. Uh, they've, a lot of these guys have played in the 16 grand final, 
as well. Um, that they're used to finals football, and then you look at the the Tigers, and they haven't played finals football for a long time. Yeah. So, uh, really, it, you're right. Sharks should win this game. I'm tipping the West Tigers. I just think they're just going to get home yep. with, with the same drive that they've shown the last couple of weeks but it's going to be a lot tougher than playing Newcastle and uh, oh, the Dragons yeah without a doubt but at Leichhardt Oval I just think that, that that can lift them to victory their record's not that compelling no in recent years at Leichhardt it's not like they win 90% of their games it's nothing like that I just think this it's all set up for a, a, a fairy tale sort of farewell yeah. to Robbie Farrar even if he's not on the field yeah. it's set up for it um, yeah, as I said, it's going to be a humding. There won't be much in it. No, it won't be much in it. And uh, what, a, what a great little field too, like I just put it out there. Um, I had the opportunity to play in there, and I went back there a couple of years ago, not as a player, um, but um, beautiful little field. Oh, I used to love watching football there. Yeah. Um, when I was uh, younger, I used to to live in Sydney, and um, I used to go and watch. I remember the '85 um, season. Yep, um, watching. Yep. Um, you know, Panasonic Cup games there between St. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was 80. It was either 85 or 86. St. George played Balmain in um, a Panasonic Cup game. They had two cracking games that year when uh, Billy Noak was playing for the Dragons and, Billy S- Noak. and Scott Gale was doing great things for the what, ba- what Balmain year was that, side. Uh, 1985 it was, actually. It was definitely... Chrissy 80. Johns would have been around there, too. Some, he'd be around there at St. George at the time. Well, um, I, I remember in that, that year... Um, <clears throat> Um, Lanane was the halfback for St oh, yeah. George and yeah. Gale was the halfback for Scott Gale for, for Balmain um, Chip and Chase so it was there was some great footy but the, I remember three classic games of Gary Jack there was three corker matches at um, at like uh, two at Leichhardt one of them was an Amco was it was a Panasonic Cup game but yeah. I used to love going there it's it's just got a great feel about yeah, it, it especially on a Sunday afternoon yeah um, and you get that you know gets, the sun gets down so it cools off it's quite a nice afternoon there yeah, well, you used to little hollow. used to watch the game live, uh, and then try and get home in time for the. Um, it was called back then the NEC Big Game. It was on. Uh, <laughs> yes. It was on uh, Channel Ten, and uh, I'm pretty sure it was on. I'm pretty sure Ten had the rights that, that year. Uh, it was, it was Billy Anderson and Graham Hughes and, yeah, well, and we, Ray Warren. We didn't get that in the bush in Queensland, unfortunately. You didn't? No. No. Yeah. I, I don't even know if we got Channel Ten. <laughs> <laughs> we used to yeah. get the ABC and get the. Uh, I think we had the. What do they call that back in the day? The, the, oh, it was more the Brisbane League. We got the Sydney League as well, but we didn't get. Didn't get the. Uh, the didn't NEC. Get, didn't get that. Didn't get Billy Anderson, Graham Hughes, and. No, I don't uh, think so. And Ray Warren in the in the mid eighties. Mind you, I was very uh, very focused on the Brisbane League. To get the big game, watching South run around, big Mel Meninga and Wally Lewis and. So that's all I was focused on. I wasn't focused on Sydney. Well, the King was playing in the mid '80s, obviously for Wynnum. Yeah, and, for Wynnum. Uh, and Mel uh, was at Souths. And um, Gino was there too. And of course, there was that '84 side, the great Wynnum '84 yeah. side. But um, no, that, that was great those days. I used to love the the replay. And before that, it was it was Rex Mossop on on seven. I used to have it when I was even younger. That, that, I used to love Rex. He was great. Oh, stout, we get a bit nostalgic. Get nostalgic now. Yeah. yeah. How, how do we get round to that? Oh, we're talking about Leichhardt Oval. Leica. No wonder we got nostalgic. You're, so you're tipping Cronulla. I'm tipping yes. West Tigers to win that one, and that's the that's the game for Sunday. Um, but there's one final game, which look a month or so ago or six weeks ago, it this game you would have thought might have decided the top eight 
as well. It would have had a bearing, but unfortunately, the Panthers have just had a bit of a late season mm. fade after their comeback, and the Knights have had a, a, a shocking yeah. um, period uh, really since they beat the Broncos a, yeah. about ten rounds ago. They were um, they were well clear of the Broncos at that point, but since then the Broncos have roared ahead of them. Uh, I, I honestly thought after they beat Brisbane that Brisbane the chances of making the eight were very slim, and the Knights were, were certainties. It's just a capitulation. You just you just mm. wonder what's going on now. I mean, we've probably got a little bit of um, insight what's happened mm. happening at the moment to maybe what was going on there. But um, you know, you hear varied stories coming out of the place. Um, once again, um, as I said, I've questioned in a lot of places this year. Um, you know, we can we can talk about the coaches and we can talk about the players, but um, Newcastle to me, and it's probably been a bit like that in the past with Penrith. I mean, where's the credibility? Where's the accountability come from the administrators at that club, the board? Um, you know, has any of those guys ever put their hand up? Mm. Um, so it's just interesting. I, I just think that's sort of going on there at, at Newcastle. That's just my feel. Um, so, yeah, and I, I think that was very much going on at Penrith. Um, and we saw what happened out of all that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, Newcastle have got a few things to sort. Uh, who sorts that? There's a community. And they call themselves a community club. Um, you know, someone needs to have a look into it. That's what I, that's what I think. Mm. Well, their, their crowd was uh, a very oh, poor, yeah. poor last week. It was the mm. worst for, for many, many years. It wasn't a pleasant day either. Well, that, that's, that, that's that it, probably it, was I, the, it was the Titans. Well, um, that's where I come back to, um, you know, that's where I say community could have influence and just go, well, we're, we're some changes here. And we just won't turn up the games. Well, Adam O'Brien has been named as the new coach for next year. Uh, and... Funny, who, who is Adam O'Brien? Was he was he in part of the? Well, he's a Roosters assistant coach, and he's, yeah. he was with Craig Bellamy for a long time yeah. uh, down there in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, you know, he hasn't had a high profile, but he's had a uh, there's a high regard for him from those that have been coached by him. And I know Craig Bellamy ha- had a very yeah. high opinion of him, yeah. and I believe Trent Robinson does as well. So yeah, because I was talking to Christian Wolf at one stage, but he's gone over to St Helens, I heard. Well, Christian Wolfe is um, is coaching the team uh, up until the end of this season. Yeah, but he's going to England, I think. Yeah, well, he's the obviously also the the Tongan coach. Uh, he's been linked to St Helens, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's he's a good coach, Christian Wolfe. That, that's yeah, that's good for man. Certain. Okay, um, and that's so that's the final game. So Penrith, we haven't picked Penrith a winner Park. yet. <laughs> we haven't picked a winner. Gee, no, who's going to win? Oh, Penrith. You you think Penrith out out of the two? I mean. Out of two teams that have, have, you know, capitulated at the end of the season, probably the better out of those two would have to be Penrith, wouldn't you say? Oh, I think so. I think it's. I think out there at Panthers Stadium, definitely Penrith. It's a bit flat when you start talking about these games, isn't it? It don't matter. <laughs> how, how do you, I just so you know, people. Um, before the podcast, I said to Joel, "Can we just talk about the top eight? <laughs> we can next week. Steve. Next week. That's next week, you guys. That's next week. Look, Steve, we've we've spoken a lot about before we sign off. We've spoken a lot about expansion and um, all the rest of it. And look, there's a lot more talk about it. There's been I've, I've been writing stories about expansion since way back when Dave Gallup came to Ipswich. I think that was uh, 2009, 10 mm-hmm. around that period of time. And. It hasn't got much further. There's been a lot of work done behind the scenes, despite what a lot of people say. Hmm. There has, there's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot been done, I can assure you of that. 
I remember Brian Canavan, um, who is now uh, at Newcastle um, in, in football yes. operations. Brandon uh, Hungry during the year. He um, he put together the Western Corridor NRL bid. He helped to write that yeah. and did a lot of research, a lot of work uh, behind the scenes as a consultant uh, when he was working on that bid, for, which is the Ipswich bid. So there's a lot, a lot been done. I noticed Peter Beattie came out this week and said um, relocating teams is and, and from Sydney is not an option. I'm glad to hear it yeah, because there's no too. there's no way in the world that what the Brisbane public want is a is a relocated side. They want a homegrown team. We've seen the big teams come up like Western Coral's been going for a decade. Redcliffe Dolphins are there waiting to to pounce. Uh, although they haven't been um, haven't been as bullish as some of the other bid teams. I mean, there's the Brisbane Bombers, which has been around, uh, which Nick Livermore was in yes. charge of. So there, these 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 bid teams that have been uh, these guys have put a lot into this. And, and whether whoever you think should get the bid, um, from my angle, it, it has to be. And, and and I'm glad to hear that the game isn't going to look at um, relocating teams here because it just simply would not work. Do they have the capacity, and I'll throw one out here, hmm. and no disrespect to them, and, um, you know, because we're trying to get them to support, they just roll up, call it quits on the coast, and, and move them. And not move them. Do they have the capacity to say, you're no longer, we're starting a new team? I don't know if they have the capacity to do that. Uh, I guess they do, but I don't think there's any... This is my view. I don't think there's any will to do that. I think that would be a last resort for the game. Is mm. is, is to pack up the Gold Coast Titans. I, I don't think, I don't think that's that's going to be on the agenda. To be honest, I, yeah. I, I think there's too much there's too much heartache. I think associated with winding up clubs, unless unless you put cri- financial criteria around mm. around their existence into the future. But look, if if, well, if no, we've I thought, seen I thought, the br- that, I thought they had that day. I thought they had that. I thought. They will get, this is like their last throw at the dice. And I heard that from someone out of the time. Well, Dennis Watt did say it's our last chance to get it right. But they, well, they, they definitely haven't done that. Well, they haven't had a go at it yet. I mean, I think he was talking about the next coach. Hmm. But if um, the way I see it, Steve, is that if, if you want clarity around um, expansion as far as if the broadcasters, and they will need clarity, they're businessmen and women, they, they will want clarity. Nine and Fox will want clarity around what's going to happen. Of course. If the game is not going to relocate or wind up a Sydney team, then the simple solution to this has to be an extra team in Brisbane, a 17-team competition, and it's easy to do. You can have two buyers for everybody. Obviously, there's a buy each week anyway because there's an odd, odd, odd number of teams, but that's the way to do it. Can they make their mind up and don't string it out? It's nearly like we we talked about that. It's like we come back to this, you know, we, Every we, year we talk about it. Oh, it's just like, come on, you know, someone, you know, someone grow the gahoolies there and just come up with it. You know, come up with a decision because everyone's just over it. I mean, and what that then does, I mean, they, I, they, I don't know where they go in the down that track of, you know, it's a bit more publicity, blah. But it's a negative publicity because you know what? Because they come out at the end of this once again with nothing. People go, what? Yeah, you know, they mm. just they question a lot of things. Well, they're wasting energy. Of I think if the longer this goes on, and, and what we've seen over time is there's a lot of energy goes into this. A lot of a lot of these bid teams have put money, energy, thought into it, and, and it's gone on for too long. Yeah, um, you, make your I, mind up. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be where's it going to happen, when's it going to happen, and how's it going to happen. Yeah, that's and, that, and that's what most people and the clubs want to want to know. Well, the broadcasters certainly need to no, know. No, the broadcasters it. I think, need to know. I think yeah. the bid teams need to know it, and I'm sure the game wants to have some clarity around this. 
So what do you go? Just announce it's Redcliffe and that's it. So I'm jumping all over the place here, but I, I still think Redcliffe's the front runner. You think Redcliffe is the front runner? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I just I think it's going to way they're lining stuff up there. I think I think they are the front runner. I, obviously, I've had a, a long association with with the Western Corridor bid. Uh, I, I do think it's more than likely to be a, a, a bid team that has ties to the, the second tier of rugby league already, which positions the Western Corridor, which is associated yeah. with the Jets. The Dolphins are the Dolphins. Yes. So they, they, like the Western Corridor bid team, which is based in as an Ipswich focus, is not the Ipswich. It does not equal the Ipswich Jets. Mm. Ipswich Jets would be their their second their their feeder team well, to the Western mean, Corridor. So, but with the Dolphins, it, it, that, well, that it, whole organisation would is the would be the, the well the Dolphins NRL. are probably not in a bad position because they got they got a good part of Brisbane. They got the Sunshine Coast. They got a good part of mm. um, where do you call it Wide Bay area mm. which is a great been a great breeding ground for rugby league players mm. um, so and they've attracted players to that club you know from where I'm from you know from the sunny coast and um, you know obviously from Brisbane as well um, so positional wise it actually sits very good to yeah. be honest um, so, so you 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 have been a supporter of the Ipswich bit in the past but you think Redcliffe's the front runner I, I think they might have let from you know yeah I, I, they have because in that you include in that that western corridor I mean the what were they called, the Logan Bogans? What were they? Sorry, what's that? It was a Logan. <laughs> I was being smart. No, but it was the, the Western. No, no who were the Bombers? The Bombers. The Brisbane Bombers. So yeah. the Bombers weren't they positioned at Logan? No, they're they're more a um, I guess a, a Brisbane City bit, if you like. Oh, were they? I thought, well, oh. I mean, I don't know if they have a, an actual location. They're just a Brisbane. I always they're, thought it was Logan. Anyway, that that area. They're but a that, Brisbane that, that's team. all part of that Western Corridor. They're, they're a Brisbane team. Yeah, okay. That's the Bombers. Brisbane oh, Bombers. Okay. You know, and I, I where mean, were they going to go? Here, they, they were going to play out of Suncorp okay. Stadium. Yeah, I remember when they actually uh, launched the Brisbane Bombers, and they actually were, uh, there was a trial game here in the season. They had a big launch just across the road. Oh, a little here. story there too. I got I got a phone call. I won't say for who from it wasn't Nick. Um, they wanted me to be one of their patrons, and I said, "You're kidding me, aren't you?" <laughs> Uh, I said a long career at the Brisbane Broncos. I can't jump on board with another new bit. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing stopping you, Steve. (laughs) I can't be bored, Joel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Steve, on that note, we'll say goodbye to the uh, Pearl's preview pod. And we'll do it all again next week and you'll get your wish, Steve. You'll only have the eight. (laughs) You'll only have eight teams to talk about. You won't have to worry about the other eight. I look forward to it. (laughs) See you.